Hello and welcome to the National Institute of Gamer Reviews GamerCore, episode 13. I am DK. I'm Lewis, and I'd like to compliment Ugen Systems on their new uh, <laughs> Warno Vower marketing campaign. I don't know how they got the Russians on board for it, but I mean, if there was ever a, a marketing opportunity, uh, wow. <laughs> I'm fucking dying. <laughs> I'm just saying Warno goes on early access, and the next week they roll the fucking tanks. Yep, uh, yep. That's uh, there you go. Uh, I I was telling I was I can't remember what I was saying, but uh, maybe maybe in private somewhere. But um, I can't wait for the for the combat mission to come out yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for this. Like it's gonna be so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it feels a little macabre, but I mean, you know what? What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, yeah. it, hey, the new Warno or the new? So I should mention this on a previous show, like the new. War game game isn't a war game game because of like rights issues. Yeah, you, you I think yeah. you said something about yeah. that. How they so called it something else. It's Warno now. War Warno, which is a uh, esoteric officer officer NATO slang. Okay. For warning order, which is the order you get before mm. you get your big order of like detailed sure. instructions. Um, but it just sounds like war game vaguely, I think, and is a yeah. military word. So who? So it was their publisher that owned the name or something. There was some d- deal where the publisher owned ended up owning the. The, the name, the, the whatever, the, the brand name war game yeah. for the, the thing, yeah. So now it's Warno, um, and it's good. It's it's just, it's another war game game. It's moderner. And and it just, and I actually didn't realize it. I it's thought not you were even joking. Out yet. It's not even out yet. It was, it was, it was <laughs> early access. I so see. it joined early access, and then, and then tensions. So I wonder if it's like, you know, you see all these Redditor. I don't know how true that is. I, I, I share Mike's skepticism of like, is the, um, the Reddit brigade, like how real is the Reddit brigade and all these people? Because at a certain point, it was clear they were just being trolled. But then you see these posts on Reddit of like, you know, guys, do you, I played like, a, you know, several thousand hours of Arma. Do you think that that's going to, you know, transfer into me being able to volunteer? It's like, I wouldn't be, there has to be someone, I, I at the very least, people are thinking this, which there is crazy. Are, but at it's, the very least, there are people who are Ukrainian who play Arma who are like, <laughs> well, I'm better off than I would have been, which hey, fair, you probably are. Probably you are. Probably you are. That's, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things, but some of, some of the stuff I imagine will translate. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in certain regards, at least. Other things, not so much. Other things, not so much. Uh, yeah, before we get, I think we should, well, obviously we're going to be talking about this because, you know, we just have to. But um, before we do, uh, let's do, a, I guess, a, a quick or, or maybe even not so quick roundup of, of gaming news. Yeah, um, of course, have to. Uh, yeah, what did you want to start with? Uh, I think Elden Ring is like the big yeah. thing because neither of us have played it, but it's like. I haven't played, I'm, I'm kind of like, it's fu- Okay, so not having played it yet. I think um, there's a couple angles on Elden Ring that are worth discussing. First and foremost being, I did not anticipate at all how big of a cultural impact it would have, uh, at least in, I don't know, not even just in our spheres or, or even necessarily in the internet spheres. It seems to be quite a quite a hit. Is, is, am, I, am I reading that wrong? I think, no, it, it, 
it, like bigger than Sekiro, bigger than Bloodborne, yeah, even yeah. bigger than yeah, for sure anything. Since, and those are big games. Like, those are big games. Like yeah. Bloodborne and Sekiro had a lot of impact, and this seems yeah. to be like bigger, like like double than yeah. that. Double that. I heard least, one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about sales figures. One but. one commentator described it as it feels like a big AAA game that was inspired like from an alternate timeline. Like the things that are influencing it are games that weren't made because <laughs> like gaming went to a sure. different direction, like a, like kind of Ubisoft open world thing. This is like doing open world stuff in a very different. Uh, yeah, like rather yeah. than map painting, it's something else. Yeah, we, yeah. It's, you know, you can like you can just like you know pull up wikis and stuff and maps and stuff on your right. phone or whatever. Um, I was debating like so. Also, I, I sorry, go on. the reason I think it's it, also the reason it went to a mainstream. I think is they have it seems toned down not the deaths that you would get in a Dark Souls, but the punishments for deaths. Like what is in Demon Souls, you lose like half your soul. You like Demon Souls is really rough. Demon yeah. Souls, you lose like a chunk of your health bar, uh, it, unless you have a special item. But then using that item precludes you from having other items. And um, very, don't you lose like, half your soul or something? Like that? Or third, you lose like no, no. In, well, you're talking about Dark Souls or Demon Souls? Demon Souls. Would you like lose it? Demon Souls, you lose everything. I think, and you, or no, yeah. you lose. You lose a bunch. You lose like resources. You lose a lot, but you also like when you're a whatever, whatever it's called. The whatever it's they don't call it an undead like in Dark Souls. I forget what it was called, but it's it's um. I have the remaster on PS5. I just haven't, haven't gotten around to playing yeah. it yet. But I did play it on P- PS3, and um, yeah, it was. I think it's like half of your health bar is gone if you're if you go you're, ghost mode. Right? If you're in a ghost you, thing, yeah. yeah. Unless it's and then it's like it's twenty percent if you have this ring, but then that having that ring means you can't have other rings. Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that but this seems like they've toned down like the punishments for it yeah which i think is a if you're going to make a mainstream version of like right. this product makes sense well the but and, and the other angle which of course i think these go hand and in hand didn't sekiro and bloodborne already do that too where it's not a big deal if you- Blood, bloodborne I, I, I didn't play sekiro uh but uh bloodborne was was i wouldn't say light it was more just it was so fast-paced that you didn't because like dark souls is a little bit more um even if you're you know a, a dexterity build or whatever it's um tends to be a little more uh plotting compared to bloodborne was just fast and from what i understand sekiro was even faster um uh this seems to be a step back on again yeah like not the difficulty that's the key point i think is as the games journalist press has been out in full force like this game is too hard (laughs) it's just hilarious to i mean uh, how many years are we put after gamergate and there's still like i can't i can't beat this game and something's wrong with it I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. and apparently the late game is actually, it's funny because it's a long ass game and not many people have finished it. Apparently the late game has like actual scaling issues. Like people who are not, game servers were reported that late. Like it's too easy? Or No, no. Like, uh, like certain things get harder and you don't get, you don't get uh, stronger. I you see. don't get stronger or as you would for like the, the run up to, which is about, or it gets strong, it gets harder versus your level, but not in a way that scales yeah appropriately the, yeah i understand um which might be true i don't know we'll who knows yeah, yeah i haven't i'd have to um, I, but this has given me the um also yeah, like yeah it is we are playing a dark souls breed game before like the first eight patches <laughs> which is not a, that's not a joke like these no things, no no absolutely like they need they need patches yes yeah. all the, always they need patches and uh, I, and this yeah. game seems that it's long as hell like it's mm-hmm. extremely long and i can see where like in terms of playtesting like well maybe the back end of the game didn't get as much testing yeah as the i could front totally end. see I don't know. I was thinking about this in terms of like so. I when I first started playing Dark Souls, I I, I mean we haven't we still have to do we have to do an episode a proper episode on Dark Souls at some point. Um, but I gradually found myself sucked into um, yeah just ha- constantly having a Wikipedia page or whatever the 
the, the, the wiki open with all the stats and all the build lists, all this kind of shit. And it really detracted from my experience. I still loved it. But, um, the, the question I have is, I don't know where, I don't know how you, I, I managed to avoid it a little bit for, for Bloodborne, but not, it's still, I felt like, um, there's this weird tension between on the one hand FOMO, especially in terms of, you know, you might just miss a whole area versus, um, the, the experience really benefiting from just trying to make your way exploration exploration yeah. and reading the item descriptions and figuring stuff out on your own. And, 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 uh, I, I do think that, you know, there's, there's a kind of gamer aspect of like min maxing where, uh, how to say it, it just, it cuts it. Like the game is beatable without a min max build, you know, like mm-hmm. all of these games are beatable without quite beatable without min max builds. And you may have an easier or a tougher time in certain regards, but didn't they also make a uh, respecking, Less onerous, is from what I understand. I don't know. Like respecking was 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 ridiculous in in Dark Souls. It was basically impossible. But as I recall, but uh, not in later, not in subsequent titles um, from from software. Yeah. Oh, speaking of respecking, that was one of the arguments or theories that the reason the late game is so bad or difficult is that it's built around respecking. No, new new game plus, um, which is like a dumbest thing in these yeah. games. Where like so it's it's supposed to be where you know, you can't power through it. And, sure. Which well, I, don't, I have no idea how true. It'd be I'd be curious. I'm I'm sort of um, and also I mean part of it. It's not just the patches. It's also the price, of course. And and I've just my backlog is so long already. I mean you know again I yeah. I mean if you're buying a sixty dollar game, you need to unless you're a huge fan of the series. You're kind of like yeah. I could. Just, I mean, I bought the new so War Game one on, or not War <laughs> Warno went on sale today. So or, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Or a few days ago, so I got for the, it for the early access. Version. Yeah, it was like yeah. thirty five or forty, and now it was twenty five. So there you go. Yeah, so right, let's do it. Whatever. Um, yeah, but, but 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 that was the thing. I'm starting to feel a little bit of that. Like it's it's almost a kind of cultural event in a certain way, and it's like okay, is it worth paying sixty dollars and dealing with the bugs just to kind of you know be in the moment while a lot of people are are doing this thing? I don't know. It's an interesting. Uh, I I I don't. I've never actually felt that. Sure. Like, if a game wouldn't like, there, I I don't know. I've never really. If a game wouldn't still be like enough that you, if you couldn't talk about it in like th- three months when you actually play it, right. how good was this? How good was this experience <laughs> anyway? Right, like a yeah. good thing to be able to talk about. Yeah. Uh, if one thing I did see in turn, but I, I'm sure it'll still be um, there. What was it? I think what was it Tink Zorg or somebody on Twitter was like. Um, at first, I thought it was a joke, but it's actually real. Did you see this about the feet? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that, uh, apparently Miyazaki, so he one of his character designs for one of the bosses, the the female the boss that a lot of people, uh, some kind of butterfly or whatever it's yeah. called, was um, was going to have bare feet, and they made him put some kind of covering on the feet of the character because there were already so many feet in the game, and they didn't want people to make memes about him all- being a fetishist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny, <laughs> but that's real. Apparently, that's yeah. not that's not some internet joke. That's that actually happened. Um, so also, do we have yeah. the uh, George Railroad Martin influence on this game? Apparently, yeah. What did he? What did he actually contribute? Uh, I, I, lo- quote unquote lore from is what, what I, understand, I but... think is that he's naming these things. Like they would make a design, and he would like come up with a name. Come for up it. with their like Dark Souls, right, which makes I guess I can sort of see that. I just find it funny that like his name means anything to anyone still. Does it? I well, I'm not sure. So where the I have no, I was never a Game of Thrones. Uh, show enjoyer but i was a book enjoyer mm-hmm. um i think i think i've read all of the currently out yeah i've i'm, I'm up to date on now i haven't been the last right six years of my life right, <laughs> right, but, right. but I, i'm an up-to-date 
uh, Game of Thrones and George. Game of Thrones and George in terms of books. And I think the excuse me, it's Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, <laughs> believe me, you have no idea. Like, uh, yes, which is the worst name for a thing. Also, fun. I'm gonna quick tangent. His his non like his short fantasy, stories are great. Yeah, yeah. His science fiction work is fantastic. Yeah, um, that's like, yeah, but. But anyway, I, like his early yes, his basically. I'm surprised you're you were your fellow George R. R. Martin sci fi. His sci fi is great. Is really good but stuff. I yes. think the thing the reason I, his name isn't dirt yet is because they people can like push the show failure or ending failure onto the show runners and not him. Well, which is deserved to an extent, right? Like it's not he I, wrote he wrote himself into a corner. There's no getting out of it. He's never gonna finish the saga, etc. Yeah. However, like, have you read the last book in the saga or the most recent? No, I haven't read any of the books. So actually. I was waiting for them to finish. They, I was waiting for the, the the series to be finished. You know, so the first book is very tight and yeah. had, and it all kind of and then they're supposed to be less tight and you know as characters spin out and go to different parts of the world. And the last few books are just like, oh yeah, you know, we're just doing like this half of half of character, um, and it's real long and it's yeah, like I mean, part of it's he's doing like thing. He's he's almost like hoisted by his own petard of like what is the tax rate in uh, <laughs> King's Landing or whatever it is because he's done this thing where like he's he's doing realism for whatever value of that there is and he also like has like a continental spanning story so we can't have people just like teleport with, right. by magic to like yeah. finish things up or fly eagles or whatever so he's like constrained by the realism because he would violate his realism if he got his characters together. When he's got like, why don't the eagles just fly Daenerys into King's Landing? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> they, like, it would speed things up, wouldn't it? So you, you can see why these conventions exist, um, which also makes sense because, like, one thing that I, I, when I was younger, I liked it that all sci-fi, sci- sci- like fantasy books, have like a map in the front. Oh yeah, and you can see the whole front, and it's always like a cool. Oh, this is a cool poster. Look at the helps you visualize the world. But as I you know, get older and I understand like writing is a process more and like a storytelling. I realize that like, you do not want a fucking map of your fancy world to exist ever, ever, ever because everything, <laughs> everything should be like a couple days horse ride from everything else. Everything is like a two day horse ride away. Or maybe when the whole thing is done and you're like completely finished, then you can, yes, then you yes. can do the map. You don't want to get locked into the yeah. content. Like yeah. you're like George railroad. Martin has this dumb thing where he has like, he has like, the Asiatic Persia, England, Germany, and like this weird like archipelago and every and things like happen on them that affect each other. But like they, they make it clear like, well, it's like it's like a year to get from here to here. Right. Well, that's I mean, like, why would you? That was one of my first sort of. It, it seemed like so the story he's telling, at least in the beginning, is kind of a war fa- of the roses. Fa- it's a war of the roses yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And so and so England is like you know the the. It's Westeros, right? Yeah. But then it's like, so you can understand why in the in the world in the imagine in the in the imaginary world in the imaginations in the kind of conceptualization of like, for example, I mean, medieval England no less than the characters in this novel, Westeros slash England is this enormous place with all this stuff going on. Then there's also this like, Essos or is it called es- the 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 Eastern Continent, right? Yeah. Which is like, so my understanding is the it's basically Persia, Kum, Italy. Yeah, but it's like they're both gigantic. They're kind of almost equal size, right? Yeah. Vers- where as opposed, well, no, Essos is supposed to be bigger, but, like, yeah. but Westeros is yeah. also massive. Yeah. Right. So it's this it's this weird thing of like, well, Westeros is England, and England is small compared to continental Europe. Westeros is massive and not exactly small compared to this other continent, but 
still kind of like they're they're almost it it the sense of scale gets messed up, I yeah. guess is what I'm, I'm trying to say. Is like Westeros is simultaneously enormous because it's all this stuff going on, but also small compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. And it just kind of doesn't work. You... So, I, we, 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 I don't want to get too autistic yeah, about why his name yeah, is... Right. But yeah, no, to me, his name is like... I I read the books before I was even red-pilled. And I, even I was like, oof, this is getting a little... Sure, we do, like. Yeah, and 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 he's obviously just made enough money and doesn't and and having written himself. Well, he's into also this like corner. the ultimate grognard, where he has no. You cannot socially shame him in any way. Um, he is, he is like that guy at the games workshop store. He is that guy at the at the at the comic book shop. Um, I mean, he, he looks like that guy too. Yeah, right? and, and he and he like physically and he's like an actual grognard. I believe he types everything in DOS. <laughs> because really? that's, that's what he did in the 80s. Oh my god. He doesn't use a modern word processor. So he just like continues to do whatever. Which yeah. actually is fine. That's like you just sure. your editor and they can just yeah. copy paste in a fucking word. Like whatever. Who cares? Yeah. But like he's an ultimate grognard and like you can't there's no way you can so there's no pressure that's social or financial that you could bring to bear on this guy to finish this thing. No, he doesn't care and he has enough money. So fuck you. And also he's apparently from one of her he's getting older and uh, he has the ultimate grog impulse, but also like he wrote too much shit. Yeah, and it's impossible. You can't keep to track it. of it all. No, you can't. I mean, and he's yeah. like, so apparently, from what I, when they were last like doing updates on like where how far he's like, he had like a team of like eight people, who wow. were like more into the lore than him. <laughs> you know, and he was like, he was like running a chapter and then like running it past these guys. Like, hey, not like is this good? Is this like? <laughs> does this match the? Existence? Does this actually make? Yeah, is, yeah. Did, did we introduce continuity errors? So my understanding was that he wasn't originally involved in Elden Ring, and then they they signed him on at some point. Is that I have no I, I have no who does it. I guess yeah. it doesn't even really. It's also matter. like I I don't see much influence because like it's so. Yeah. I'm curious. I haven't seen much lore discussion. Not that I mean, it, it, there's always like I don't know. The, it was never about the lore. It was never, of course, it's never yeah. about the lore per se. But there was it was just I, I think uh, Dark Souls in particular, the original. Um, did a really good job. Uh, it was sort of like half finished in uh, and Bloodborne too, I think, to some extent, of kind of um, riding that line between just really cool art direction, melding with with a I, don't, I hate the word lore in this context. It's just, it's let's say or, or I hate the word world building too, but let's call it whatever you want to call it. Like it was terrifically suggestive. A sense of setting. There you go. That was suggestive. Without. But, but 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 holding back enough of the details that you could fill in the gaps yourself, and you could kind of piece stuff together, um, but you didn't have to. But if you wanted to, it was there, and it kind of it was it was satisfying in a certain way because it was unsatisfying in an intelligent way. Like it was it was it was there were purposefully there were l- gaps left with purpose that um, that brought made the world because you're never gonna get like that's the, this, that's the thing is this this autistic idea of like like especially i think the one of the worst defenders of this is is starcraft um uh you know i just, I, I think i mentioned before on the show I, I gave up playing starcraft 2 midway through the zerg campaign because it, it, there was no like there's no plot there was no narrative there was no it was just lore it was just autistic details and a bullshit story and 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 it just didn't it, it was just all this detail with no no meaning um versus dark souls which takes kind of the opposite approach of as little detail as they can get by, um, while still maintaining enough cohesion to for the people who are interested in it to um, 
to uh, to sa- to I don't know satisfies the I right know. word, but I, I like the, I like that it seems like the Souls games, unlike every other story told in the last twenty years, in terms of, like fantasy or sci-fi, don't end up with like a green laser and a red laser pu- <laughs> yeah. pushing pushing each other, and the green laser yeah. wins eventually because yeah. of yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, uh, and they don't do that, not at all. And I have this theory that like uh, because it's not a western product or it's, it's influenced but i think it's arguably a western product even if it's not it's made japan like there's a whatever i have that a side note on this in a second it's, but go on. they don't have terminal world war ii brain yes with their narrative not yes well if you okay so and um, uh, yeah and we have terminal it's, well, it's uh, yeah, absolutely think? terminal yeah. world war ii brain <laughs> right in storytelling in yeah, in everything in everything but yes um, especially in in fiction and politics and they're good and bad re- you like that can be good if your society is good Right, like that's actually yeah. a good thing to have if your society is. You mean like a, found, a founding myth of a righteous? Well, so for crusade? instance, uh, going into history, there's a case that's made. I I think it's very convincing that the Romans had terminal Iliad brain. Sure, where they viewed every war as an existential conflict where they would get destroyed and and cease to exist if they lost, like these bullshit uh, skirmishes in the in the north. <laughs> and there's actually really a funny narrative Roman history when the, when the in before the empire even. It was right beginning of the Republic or the right before the Republic. They were sacked by Gauls. I think it was the beginning of the Republic, early Republic. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early and, on, and yes. they and they just paid a and they, because like the Gauls were playing it the way the Greeks play it, where we beat you, and you just got to pay us like a fee right. for a couple of years, and we're good. Yeah. And then they just like left, and they and the Romans were like shot, like just like their psyche was destroyed because they lost a war, and they assumed that like they would be wiped out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they weren't. Yeah, and I remember reading that as a as a student, and and kind of having having it. My, my, I had the same reaction as the Romans of like, wait a second, they took their capital. Why didn't they yeah. just like, kill Why them all? Is Rome Why is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and they were like, well, it the- doesn't make sense for the well, Gauls aren't going to occupy it. And they get yeah. more out of just like, okay, now you give us money for a while. Yeah. You know, like that's a better deal for the Gauls. Yeah. yeah. But in the, but like, that's what having terminal Iliad brain, which, and the, what Iliad is the founding myth of Rome, then they need all that stuff. But like, yeah. and it's the exact same thing for, us, but that kind of breaks you because you can't you can't behave rationally at a certain but also level. you can't yeah. like tell a small scale story <laughs> like the well, Iliad is great it's not like, small I, I, I understand what you're saying yes but like but Dark Souls story is not small that, that, that so I have two but it's not like well it's not this titanic battle it's not political it's not political well the political sense of like warring states it's not like a war. No. St- it's like it's mythological and the the two interesting things it's about like, it it's like the labors of Hercules compared to the Iliad <laughs> You're doing the labors of it's, Con- well, with the difference that like so 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 uh, so linking the fire is the, the the bad ending, and this is like I think the key point that that isn't quite. It's sort of like the it's the Japanese not Jewish type subversion that's going on of the tropes, where like all your if you link the fire and you side with the you know quote with the blue orb people rather than the red orb people. Like the blue orb, you're just essentially buying a little bit of time for this dead world that actually needs to be reborn, but you're preventing it from being reborn. Versus if you side with the red orb, scary assassin people, uh, and you just kill Win and the fire is extinguished rather than linked, now like we allow for the rebirth of the world that needs to happen and is going to happen anyway eventually. Like it, it, it's, it's within the game world lore or whatever you want to call it. 
the 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 world is doomed the world is dying everything is decaying and you can buy a little more time but why would you you know is sort of uh, oh god uh, like this joke it's like, it's like the azov game you can, <laughs> you, you can you can save you you can save unipolarity at what cost for how long right you can win you might win you might win, but, but, but for a little bit and but you're never gonna yeah and it's really hard but you could save unipolarity for their five years Oh, that's, right. that's terrible. No, but that's pretty much it. That's yeah. pretty much the. That's a pretty. That's, I think that's a pretty good example and or or analogy. And um, yeah, so I. That's what I'm saying. It's it's not exactly that. In in terms of in, in terms of Dark Souls in particular, it's not that there's a smallness of scale. It's not that exactly that it's. I mean, there there is a, there is that too. Um, it it's it's more that it's just telling a fundamentally different kind of story. I remember reading also in this regard about um when it was when it was um. When it was time to make Dark Souls from Demon Souls, because uh, the 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 govern like because I, I, as I recall the endurance mechanic, the idea that like you know just swinging your axe is going to deplete an endurance bar was a new mechanic for Dark Souls. It had it, there different attacks obviously work differently in Demon Souls, but I don't think that there was the same. I, I, it's kind of blurry, but I don't believe there was this whichever one it was actually. It was because they'd also make Kingsfield, which definitely didn't have that. Um, was their kind of first uh, the the first titles? The, I don't know how many there was. There's like seven or something of these Kingsfield games, um, and and when he was doing the the new you know third person versus first person perspective and kind of coming up with a with a new design template, it was like okay, the world is exhausted, and I want the player to feel exhausted, like feel what it means to be exhausted every time you swing this big heavy axe, every time you run, every time you block, and so on. Um, so yeah, the the other point I wanted to make was: Have you have you seen the dis- discussion of the design evolution of um, the shields in Zelda? So there's this interesting thing where and I I, it was, I I'd have to look it. I don't even it was somewhere on Twitter. But um, so Link's original shield, do you remember it in the original NES? Is is a Crusader cross? Yeah, it blocked everything. There was no it just well yes but but the i'm talking about yeah. the 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 um the, the arc direction yeah, yeah, of the yeah. shield itself it was like a cross it yeah. was just a straight up crusader cross on a shield that eventually gets replaced by more and more kind of not even just like less christian it's more and more shinto or just kind of indigenous japanese yeah. type designs on the shield so you see this like uh this motion from i mean you can imagine japanese in the late 80s early 90s um being very you know very much still enamored of American culture, which is to say of Western and like D and D all this yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And looking and, and, and to the, you know, and you still have Hyrule castle and you still have these kind of European medieval fantasy elements, but over time, more and more of those have been replaced as like the Japanese kind of like, they're no longer trying to do a medieval European exclusively type vibe. They're, they're moving further and further away from that um, while maintaining a certain kind of medieval fantasy thing, but, but it's no longer European in that kind of a way. I, I just found that interesting. And I think, I think you see a similar thing with Dark Souls, right? And, and probably with Elden Ring too. Yeah, but always Sekiro is like... Yeah, exactly. exactly. The expression yeah, like, right? You know, and that stuff's like real cool, you know? Um, Absolutely. And There's also, a lot you can do with it. There's a lot you can do with like, you know, the, the journey to the West and Chinese stuff. And yeah. you know, that, that's very, very underexplored. Um, and probably, you know, see more of that. As, I'm sure we as, will. Yeah. Uh, Tencent takes over. I mean, also argue like, it, Journey to the West is like, You've, it's funny. It's like, somebody's actually never read it, but I've read like eight versions of it told right. through like video games or Dragon Ball or, right. uh, like, like it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely probably the most relevant Eastern fiction you can, well, 
Much more so than Romance of Three Kingdoms, which is like a... Yeah, that's kind of just an autistic, like... Yeah, it's... Like, romance, is, romance is a novel, like, the type, like romance yeah. in the old sense of, like, uh, the novel defeated the romance as a writing theory for, like, good reasons, and, like, people say, oh, well, it's different, and it's more like... It's, uh, have you heard, like, the romances are a pre-enlightenment thing? I have... I, someone was talking about this recently. recently yeah, yeah. It's, which is, like, no, like, romances is, like, suck if you're actually, yeah. like... In terms they're of, boring like, as shit. I'm sorry. As yeah. someone who, like, had to deal with them... They're histories, effectively. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, like, yes. I would rather read Herodotus than, like, an actual... Like, Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, uh, they're barely narrative. It's, like, it's not... Yeah, whereas, like, Journey to the West is, like, a, it's, like, a myth- mythological narrative. Right. So there's more... It's a... There's more going on. And that's probably where it's gonna, I, gonna go in terms of, like, uh, influences, right? You're gonna see more of a journey to the West influence on stuff, and that's fine. I, I think that's totally yeah. That's, yeah, it's that's to totally be expected. Reasonable. I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I have no, I have. Uh, it's interesting. I've seen the with the discussion of Elden Ring. I've seen games journals crying, which is always fun. I've seen um, nobody really seems to care about George R. R. Martin one way or the other, uh, and and not a lot of memes. I mean, people like talking about it and enjoying it. But uh, so far, so far, not a whole lot of memes. I'm I'm curious how how the meme game will will develop and 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 definitely, um, yeah. I guess I'll, I'll wait for the maybe the first sale and and a couple patches from now and yeah. check it out. Um, and then what else? There was some. There was some other. Uh, there was there was some other. Oh yeah, you mentioned Stalker. So they renamed Stalker Two, right? Did I did I was get that, that official? Right? I don't know what that. I believe that was official. They they changed it to the. Do you? Horn, it's now Hornobule or whatever. Oh, like, they did. That's. They, I wasn't following that. I'm sure that happened though. 100. Yeah. percent Which yeah. is which is like in terms of marketing, retarded choice. By the way, like <laughs> why the fuck would you not call it Chernobyl? Just do. I I bet. I don't want to like. I bet they end up calling it Chernobyl in like America. When like you think yeah probably like, your your version like, will have like the Chernobyl thing <laughs> and like the Asian and American launch on Steam might actually just be Chernobyl. Like, still, there's yeah. no way the publishers are gonna be like well, <laughs> but it's key it's key. So I I want to just like there I want to have a kind of a serious talk. So obviously developments have been suspended. The offices are uh, locked. Uh, um, where, sorry, what offices? The offices where they're doing are like locked. Okay, yeah, right, right, uh, sure. Because uh, they're in they're in Kiev, right? They are yeah in or somewhere. No, in, they are like, in. Kershaw, some somewhere that's currently being bombed. <laughs> yeah, somewhere that's like being in circles. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> so they're gone. Uh, you know, and I hope they're all safe. And uh, uh, Lord Miles of Afghanistan, that that guy. Yeah, he went. He... he went to go. He went to go check. He was like in the in the neighborhood, <laughs> and he went. He's like, oh yeah. He the, the joke was like, hey, go 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 get go copy the source. Code. What's the joke? Hey, go go steal a laptop. Go go find the source code. Oh my god, and is he is he okay? is he still there? I, I saw think he, he was... made it to made it to Poland. Okay, good. Um, yeah, he he I, usually make, he usually gets out there before it gets too hot. It he, was so funny. He's not he as like, dumb as he. Well, acts. it turns out, uh, you know, like when he had this, he showed his uh, ticket to to Kiev, and then he's like, yeah, well, actually, turns out the Russians have encircled the town, so I'm in quite the pickle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad to hear he made it out. Yeah, he he usually gets out before it gets too hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he 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 acts the thing dumber than he looks. He's kind of like, yeah. he's like a bimbo kind of affect. Right. Uh, yes. But oh no, very like 19th century, you know, yeah. pith, pith helmet kind of vibe. Yeah. I, I'm very much a fan. There's our go on. But uh, so he went there to the office. Apparently, it was like all locked up and he couldn't get in. Uh, so he was, you know, there's. But here's the thing with stalker. So stalker is. It's practically like the product of the what, kind of late '90s. It is kind of a love letter to like Pan Slavism. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, yeah. and I don't think anybody. Well, just the title is like from a, a Tarkovsky film, right? So, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it, it's a it's a Pan Slavic cultural product, and and that's okay and that's good, but that is. Do you want to? Yeah. 
Yeah, so the title comes from a, the Tarkovsky film, right? Uh, Stalker, you know, Russian. Yeah, Soviet, you know, era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, just, yeah, not yeah. just Russian, yeah, but yes, yeah, Soviet. Yeah. And all that, that, that entire era is a yep. Soviet thing, or pan-Slavic thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's in the great tradition of this kind of like, I just someone prefers Metro, uh, the Metro series. You prefer, just, you prefer Metro to Stalker? Yeah, in terms of, in terms of the uh, post-apocalyptic uh, set, <laughs> Eastern European shooters set with semi-fantastical elements uh, based on novels by post-Soviet <laughs> authors, which is a bizarrely large there's a genre. Of, there's a lot of those. It's <laughs> yes. a bizarrely large genre that you would think is like hyper-specific, but yeah, uh, kind of like the, the what is it, The Witcher being there's the, all these novels and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the games are kind of just. It is funny how they, they aggressively they draw. I want to. It's almost kind of like a, I don't want to read too much into it, but it's almost kind of like a like game development as a more nationalistic project where like. Mm-hmm. Because you can like base yourself off like American movies all you want, and people do. People do, uh, especially in uh, Eastern European studios do. Yeah, you know? but yeah. it seems like there's a very conscious choice to base their games off a product of like The Witcher is a Polish product. Yeah, Ukrainian uh, is a Ukrainian or Russian, depending on how uh, you want to look at it. <laughs> Stalker is a product of the the Ukraine. Yes, you know to be neutral on that topic, I guess. And then of course, Met- got, Metro is yeah. a explicitly like Mos- Moscovite. Yes. Thing. Yes. Uh, which is funny because you got like big. You've seen the pictures of like from the beginning of the war when all the people went down into the metro in uh, Meyerpool. Oh, no, I didn't see that actually. Because because no. like, it's like oh, actually no, I saw. Oh, you know, they no, double no, as I, bomb yeah, shelters. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, for like for, for Cold War reasons, Cold yes. War reasons, right? It's like oh wow, they're just they're playing metro, aren't they? The fuck, <laughs> like wow, they, this was based on like real, you know, totally, right. you know. Yeah. Um, no, on, on that note too, it's I think you're absolutely right to hit on this kind of thing about Mos- like. Because cause it's it's Moscow more than, quote, Russia that's the center of gravity in Metro, right? Yeah. And it really, I Which mean, gets into what Chernobyl is. And it, what... Chernobyl <laughs> is not a Ukrainian yeah. project. It yeah. is a Soviet project. I don't think, I don't, I don't think Ukrainian would, like... No one, no Ukrainian yeah. Russian, like, claim that as, like, their fuck-up, right? It's, it's, no, it's, it's a Soviet thing that they did. Exactly. Yeah, a, and... And, and yeah, and and uh, yeah. Well, I guess we should. We, so you want? We, we're going to do a separate episode on the war, right? Is, yeah, that's probably. That's point. Yeah, it is yeah. a cultural thing, and it's yeah. It. Sure, sure. Well, so we'll do that, but um, we'll do that in 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 another in um, we'll do that separately, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, no. On on that point, it, it's it's noteworthy that like the, because you know historically this region is all these different, you know, dukedoms or whatever. Like like Muscovy yeah. was a was a dukedom yeah and it just kind of became the most important one but you know the the thing started in kiev and then it there was oh, i think uh, elsewhere in that region where there were yeah. other kind of Krem- there were other kremlins not just in moscow or kiev that in the kind of the center of gravity yeah, kind and of were, moved and, around and, and the germans came and like right yeah uh, i mean like Catherine know, the great wasn't russian you know yeah and like, also like the the Baltics are kind of eternally like, is this a German or Russian area? Yeah. It's Russian peasants and German yeah. uh, leadership, but that trickles down after so many years of, you know, you have even like doing Catholicism and stuff and like, Pol- like you know, these things are like kind of a mess uh, because it was like, it, you know, and you can, as an American, they were like, you kind of, you can see it as like a kind of almost like a frontier. It's There's like a frontierist element to Russia, and, uh, I guess, what do you call it? Like the, uh, how would you, how, it's like a, it, the Balkans are like a frontier between Russia and, yeah, and you get like a frontier yeah. people yeah. thing that I, you, you can kind of definitely respect. Um, and you, you, 
you know, uh, you look at like the size of these some of these countries, like wow, that's it's very small. Like <laughs> right, and even like I don't know, to like like things like countries like Hungary, like you know, compared to like power blocks like Germany, how much does any of these countries being like independent split? And you have these narratives like uh, like the Polish and the Hungarians and the oh well if we all gang up together in like a metamorphosis or a, some kind of intermarium into, yeah, yeah uh what are the Pol- you know some kind of polish lithuanian uh thing this could maybe be a, a, a alternate power block and maybe that's true you know but it seemed but when you get into like what is this like you pan what whatever this pan, thing is. what is it even like yes. you do the pan like we're ger- not german not russian like there's, there's, well there's like also there's like there's like i mean you, ukraine is not the same thing like so there's like they call them like the like there's like the German Slavs, if you want to call them that, and then there's like the sent the South Slavs, and then there's like the Russiany ones, right? Yeah. But they're all like you know, kind of the same thing. Yeah. It just really is like extremely great. You get into like very, very you get very granular, and it and stops. Stalker is a love letter to like all these things. Yeah. Like it's just like Warsaw Pack, uh, thing, uh, and you know it's uh, well, there's a lot of Soviet. Well, I, we I, we're bordering on, but we can talk about. I mean, it's the word, obviously, it's, you know, yeah. we can talk about it in both. Um, but yeah, it's a it's. There's a lot of people. I, I I've seen tanks with flying the Soviet flag. Yeah, I've also seen, I've also seen know, tanks like, flying the monarchist of Zarya's yeah, flag. I saw which that is this morning. Kind of a deeper and more like relevant thing to this. In a Absolutely. Lot of what, yeah, well, uh, we we have to get into that when yeah. we talk about it. But yeah, no, exactly. So and also that's what it, like Metro is like. Metro, I think is Metro. Well, there was Ukrainians made Metro too. I'm not sure. If I remember correctly, I'm not sure on that because yeah, they have, have a because they have such a because and the reason one of the I don't double check that it but like they go pretty hard against the communists uh, because which is like a kind of a not Russian thing. Sure. Um, if I'm uh, I don't want I'm gonna I'm furiously googling so I don't fuck this up. Yeah, it is. Four A Games is Ukrainian. I thought yeah. they were Russian, but but the thing not. is, and it, but it is like an explicitly Muscovite yes thing, right? Where it's about Moscow and the and the it's not about Kiev, right? Because yeah, also like you could. Metro. The game could be still be called Metro Twenty Whatever, and still be set in set in Kiev, the Kiev Metro. There's no reason not yeah, to. Yeah, right. But like, obviously, the there's a some vision of like self that is a uh, pan Slavic. Right? If you want to see, they're both they're both like both Metro and they're Ukrainian products that right. are Russian, right? And they're and you know. Well, at a certain point, the question becomes like what. Uh, so changing gears, we've got a little bit of a Cold War gone hot scenario in a Warno, which you know has been recently on early access. The 16- Have you played it? You said you got it. Oh yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's more war game. More war game. It's not. It's so we talked about something they they have improved. Uh, so in between uh, war game during like during the dispute over that that rights issue we alluded to, um, they made some World War Two games called Steel Division One yeah. Two, um, and they've brought over some of those changes into the new war war game game uh one thing they did was you played war game right mm-hmm. so you they they it was always kind of fuzzy what you were playing as just like the americans <laughs> didn't really make doesn't really quite make sense as a, a thing. antagonist and you yeah. could or, or or like as a player character like what are you, what are who are you like are you a colonel are you a oh i see what you like, mean yeah, yeah 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 so still vision kind of ironed that stuff out a little bit by declaring like you are a battle group or force in this division. So instead of you get like the entire access to the entire inventory of German equipment, you get what this division, historical yeah. division had access yeah. to in terms of manpower and equipment and units, which makes it a lot of fun, obviously, because 
World War II is notorious, like, like, like kind of weird stuff and prototypes going on. Um, and yeah, the Company Heroes has like, and I went boutique units that were like, you know, I don't even know if there were production runs of the Austin, maybe yeah. like four well, produced the, that it's like a mainline the, unit. So the Distillation Two was great for this because, uh, and there were some of the Distillation One, but like on the Eastern Front, every prototype ended up getting used on both sides because they just a desperation for gear. So we know what division got this which thing, yeah, which fucking weirdo artillery yeah. piece or you know self propelled gun that or tank killer armored anti aircraft gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, shit and, like that, and uh, like elephants and all kind of wild stuff. And um, so this this you know works very well in you know World War Two, and it makes more sense. Like oh, okay, this is like a you're part of this division. You know, like you've this division's been taken to do this, and, you, and you're like the commander of that operation. Uh, so they've brought this over into their kind of Cold War Gone Hot series, uh, which is there's no campaign yet. Obviously, it's early access. Is the setting modern or like the setting is much more defined actually than okay. than the previous war games have been like war game actually this cool thing where you could like restrict yourself based on the year. <laughs> um, like hey, I only want to use units uh, that would have been available at nineteen. It was like eighty six, eighty nine, and then all time to so like nineties units. You could early nineties units you could use too. And you could get more like points or more unit procurement points for uh, doing an earlier era because of weaker stuff, right? Generally, Warno has a different view where they're going hard. It's 1989. That's the okay. year of this of this game. There's no like so. There's everything war game where you could have like a 1980. You could have 1968 infantry, 1989 infantry, and 19 and just broad, yeah, late 90 or mid 90s infantry in the same deck. Which didn't make any much, didn't make too much sense, but made a kind of sense that like it made gameplay sense. It also and... made like it made like sense in like the sense of like how the Russians ran things, where you would have like an older mark of unit, or like you're seeing now with you know yeah. ancient Soviet stuff being. But it makes much more sense having a division, right? Yes. So hey, this is division. This is like the A team division, right? Uh, this is the B team kind of, you know, division, and uh, there's a and it it's, seems very good. They have, there's some weirdness that came came over that doesn't make much sense uh, in in. Most they most tend to make are from good. the steel division. You yeah, because so steel division had this mechanic where you could have uh, disheartened units, mm-hmm. um, things like Einstadtsgruppen, who are just kind of, you know, uh, Erstadt's units of conscripts from Eastern Europe and whoever and rearliners. You know, there were uh, there's a hilarious unit uh, or division, and one of their a lot of their infantry uh, were guys who were trained as anti aircraft gunners, who were forced pushed into mm. infantry roles. Hmm. So they're they're effective on paper but they're disheartened which means you fall back faster you surrender faster things like this and you could ameliorate that in steel division with military police units um that would be nearby if they're within a certain radius radius they would they would behave like normal units would they wouldn't behave like disheartened units um and for certain whatever and that that was a big sense in like the mechanic of like the soviets and even these certain american decks um and they're also like they're also so like for instance so they kept they didn't keep like uh the discipline system right where there was like train a regular disheartened and fanatical what are like the three divisions of uh soldiers they've seems to have dropped that because it doesn't make much sense in the in the context of the cold war gone hot (laughs) where everyone is basically there are no fanatics anymore because 1989 and fanaticism is gauche but Um, also everybody's professional yeah and they're all yeah yeah yeah. it's a job bro you know yeah this this igla missile launcher is just a it's a thing i do you know it's um they also they so they got rid of that, but they kept like the military police as a unit to do what? <laughs> That's the big question, right? Because because you still have them, um, in the they basically behave like a cheap four man squad, which is very weak. But one of the iterations in the American deck has a a recoilless rifle in it that actually like, 
a light anti tank weapon. It makes it makes it make much sense in terms of like. But the American MPs have uh, recoil as rifles. Yeah, it doesn't make much. Like, what? It's like a light armored de- destruction squad, and they have a non recoil rifle. Uh, I think M sixty seven recoil uh, rifles. Right. It's like a light armor. It's a great unit for deploying light armor, but it doesn't make much like historical sense. And they've always had like a. War games also also had like a, like a little bit of what is it? What is an engineer? Like they consider an engineer unit like. They just treat like infantry that do, which is fun. Like there's like there's like minor like quibbles you can make. I actually really like. So have you played any um uh uh what's uh, man? I'm, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. The uh uh the opera. That's not oper- it's what's like quasi operational. The uh, combat mission. No, not combat mission. The um uh regiments. No, able archer. <laughs> I can't. One second. All right, actually, let me. I can't believe. I but uh, but. There's Sorry, a- Unity of Command. Have you played any Unity? It's actually really good. No, I don't think so. It's um, I just I love it. It's it's a very 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 well done, um, uh, like the your your units are divisions, and it's it's very faithfully reconstructed. It's some kind of minor um, you know, things that are different from history because they have to be because yeah, yeah, well, it yeah, has to be. Yeah, but yeah. generally speaking as faithful as it can be while still being a fun and, and reasonably um, um, uh, high fidelity kind of, uh, it, it makes you think about the, the, the operation in terms of the actual considerations that people would have had, you know, rivers, cities, geography, the, your available resources, it's, et cetera. It's, it's, um, and, and kind of bite sized the, uh, the original, the, the first one was, was really, really good. I like them both. The second is a better game, but in some ways a less, it's almost more of a game and a little bit less of a simulation, um, which is fine. But um, the way they handle engineers is as a, um, and of course it's a grander scale, so it's it's a different yeah. thing. But it's it's a it's a it's a it's an addition. It's something it's a something that you attach to a division that gives them like infiltration and entrenchment capabilities, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Versus like what's what's an engineer in a kind of you know in a company level. So they thing, handle like, it weirdly, right? So in theory, engineers is like an asset. You can use them for blowing barbed wire and like, and they're useful in like a organized assault. But they're also, and there's also this history of like in between, like, so we have, there's not really a history of this in America, but like pioneer units. Well, as you said, the German pioneers were like super hardcore. Yeah, they weren't so it, just like building pontoons. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a mix of like these things, those are like a real thing, right? That doesn't, but that doesn't quite apply to like American combat yeah, engineers, right? right? That's true. Who yeah. are like heavy yeah. equipment operators who occasionally yeah. mess with Bangalore's. Yeah. Right? But like, um, so the way they kind of square the circle is they make them basically like in World War II, they made them like hyper good close range divisions, mm-hmm. like zappers kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, which became kind of hilarious because like they're, instead of having like an AT weapon, like a, you know, some anti-tank thing, they have like a satchel, satchel charges, which makes sense. But the mechanically, that just means if you get close to another unit, you erase it because <laughs> you're fucking whipping fucking charge. Not C four. What's the? They didn't have C four yet. What no, was it T? Was it I'm TNT? not T. It might. It probably was just straight up TNT. I think you're right. Yeah. Or dynamite. Or whatever. Whatever the. Whatever the yeah. 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 Um, and this makes it. But but the way the thing is, which is fine when you do like when you're doing the superior, which is like the Russian sappers or the German pioneers. But when you get to the Americans, it gets weird because Americans don't have a history of that. So you get this weird unit where it's got like 10 rifles and they're just called engineers <laughs> and they don't behave any differently or same thing with MP, MPs where like, because well, it's made, it's seeing like the origin of game design. It's made in France, which has a pioneer, a tradition of pioneers, right? So they expect like 
well, why wouldn't the pioneers be involved? Because well, the American Army, they're kind of doesn't really have that kind of pussies. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not that they're bad guys, but they're like heavy equipment operators. Like, they drive yellow machines in the back in the back lines, and occasionally they'll occasionally they'll like build you help dig your if they want to do a shitload of foxholes fast, they'll bring them out. Um, it's very rare you see they'll get pressed in infantry roles, which makes a certain amount of sense. Which I guess makes a certain amount of sense in terms of like this game is that okay, it's it's cold war on pressing hot. these We're guys, pressing these, but they're yeah. just grunts, which makes I can live yeah. with that. But like yeah. in terms of a uh, it doesn't match up in the same way like doctrinally as the uh, Russian unit that has a has a fucking <laughs> satchel charge that he whips at you from 100 meters away because that's how the game scale works. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. I mean, these yeah. are games. They're supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like at a certain level, it's you know, what does realism even mean? Yeah, and they they, they, they are reflective of realism in, in a certain way. You know? Right. Absolutely. You know, the uh, I've always looked at the way the game handled HEGMs. You know, it, like, yeah, it's really hard. Like, as we're finding out, yeah. it's really hard to do. You can't just roll into a city. Or if you're going to do it, you have to just accept, like, if I'm going to attack this city, which is full of AGMs, I just going to be tank losses. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Which actually wasn't, uh, you know, getting to like real world. There's, using, using that, that propaganda video that the Russian, Ukraine's put out, that the Russians then put out the whole, the whole video of. Oh, you're talking about the, wait, no, the, which the, one? The, are you the about? ambush. The, yeah. Oh, yeah, where the guys get turned into, into, bros, into ground beef at the end. But, like, yeah, that's, that's even like not as important as like the, it's that he shoots this BMP in the side with something, right. in law or a something. RPG something or whatever. And he, he d- disables the BMP. I think it's a BMP, yeah. right? Or is it? I it might have been a tank. I believe it was a tank, but I'm not sure. I mean, anyway, but like it doesn't matter. Either see, some kind of armor. You vehicle. see the commander and the loader, or the they immediately jump. They immediately in. Yeah. tank loader, or the driver pushes off to like the explosion. Like theoretical secondary wouldn't blow the convoy. Did he? Did he? he, he makes out. Too. He makes it out. Okay, I wasn't and that's sure very. That. And that's what they're based around. And right. like, it's vehicles are not are not they're not, they're not like tanks don't blow up like they well they can, but like <laughs> the movie explosion of a tank is like an outlier. Very very rare. Yes. Um, and we're kind of, and I think. You, you know, like losing a BMP doesn't mean you lose everybody in the you know in the right. BMP, right? right. Uh, and uh, the way I've been playing it, playing, I I figured like so the American there's like other reasons, but like the Americans are, are, are OP at this point. The third armored <laughs> division, third armored division, the the way that uh, they equip, they've recost, they've reworked the costing thing. So American units are more expensive, but they're just so much better that it doesn't. But they're well, the thing is, they all have a little bit of flexibility. Like mm-hmm. so, the American infantry units generally, usually, unless you get like, like non ATGM units. They all have a very long-ranged dragon launcher. Um, the Bradley has a t- is, a, is a both an auto cannon. It can transport small squads, and it has a tow missile. There's a lot, a lot of very flexibility in the American units, and the Russian units don't have like the same level of flexibility. Where like a BMP is a BMP. Um, like some some have you can pay more for the for the uh, to- the Malyuka or the whatever the missile equivalent is, but it costs more. But the imagery are a little bit cheaper. And you can just if you just mass infantry. Yeah, well, you can do this thing where it's very pretty realistic, where you can like get nine BMPs full of guys, drop them close, but not like an old war game. You just rush the town and like yeah, po- and kind of come closer, closer fucking the town. In this one, there's a little bit more. Uh, it seems to me things are a little more health, a little more. It's a little things are a little chunkier. Uh, so you can you can drop your guys like oh further out and just push in with the BMPs and just accept you're gonna lose some of those BMPs and guys. But, but it doesn't matter because you take the town. Because you're going to overrun those four American yeah. ATGM squads. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a certain level of realism to that. Like, yeah, that's that's Soviet doctrine. If you play doctrine, you know, there's advantages playing doctrine, doctrinally, especially if you're bad at micro. And always it's a, it's a war game game. It's, well, those are, like, that's that was, that's always been my, my chief critique of the series is is it's not just micro-intensive. It's, like, artistically micro-intensive. Yeah. You know, it, it, it um, really, um, yeah. For me, especially these these days, it's a little... They've, they haven't really 
that hasn't changed really much. There's some things that like you know uh, that are better. But it, oh no, I'm sure it's still fun. I'm, I'm so it's I'm, better I'm than it was. It. It's better than yeah. it was. And but yeah, no, it's very it's very micro heavy. Uh, well, to me, the, the the thing that makes it is like I don't necessarily mind. I mean, you know, Civilization is micro heavy too, right? But it's turn based. Yeah. Um. It's it's having to do a lot of micro in a real time environment that that that's the part yeah. that like gets on. I think I, I think I think we brought I brought up with you uh, off off uh Mike that the, so there's actually a the, the Cold War Gone Hot genre has actually really kicked off like hilariously in the kind of <laughs> predictive programming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Even before in the lead up to this, it was, yeah. There was a there was so there a bunch are of currently stuff. like three war game games ish games coming out i think and uh one is called i think it's able archer or able anyway it's made of like x war game red dragon comp players oh wow and okay. like some devs and they or and some ex-fusion devs who are trying to make the ultimate like sure comp version of this game which might actually be like i haven't played the only one i haven't played yet but like when i hear that i think of this could be really good or it could be the yeah. literally unplayable like men of war did like you, microing every like did you ever play men of war i did it, it was like yeah it's like, you're microing like what's in each individual hand of yeah. each individual infantryman it's yeah. just not playable oh yeah it's just like a competitive way it's like yeah, fuck yeah. this yeah but then there's uh regiments which i think i talked to you about that you might like a yeah. little more it's basically less it's still micro heavy in that like you're doing one bmp but it's less micro heavy in general units are chunkier the time to kill is lower uh, when your guys dismount from there, so like, it has a anything that's very interesting, and it makes it makes more Soviet sense than it makes like American sense. But it is true that when you are playing as whoever you're playing as, and you have a transport, a BMP full of Motoshiroki, or uh, that when you they dismount, they don't become it, it changes the unit's speed. Sure, but it comes it comes a becomes a, a unit of infantry and a BMP. They can't separate. Okay. Like they're assigned to their transport. And they're going to get blown up and they can't, and they can't get, but they can't. But like basically, you basically take a, with dismounting, you get a damage boost to take a speed penalty. But the unit doesn't like split up. The, the so BMP it, travels with yes. the, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So, and, obviously, and of course, you know, so obviously, that's you, how, yeah. Yeah. It makes, and of course, like, yeah, they would fan out in theory, but I'm sure they don't take, but they're not going to fan out like, you know, yeah. But like to you, the controller, it doesn't right. like, you don't need to visually get visually them fanning out. And right. Like, Okay, oh. cool. I'll check it. Yeah, regiments. Is that in early access or is it out? It, they had a beta test. They had a play okay. test. I don't know if it's still open. Or they had like a beta. Sure, whatever. I can wait. I don't know. It's not. Yeah, but uh, it looked like a, and it looked fun. It also they do a little more strategic stuff. Like, uh, you can like straight up call. Like, there's a thing where you can like uh, you're playing as this campaigns that I've seen or played as. You're playing on like I was like Cold War on hot. You're playing NATO defense, and you're you're you can guys like the commander. You can prioritize which units get sent to bail you out. So you get like every every like. Uh, it's kind of like a persistent. It's like a, it's kind of persistent where like you'll have objectives, you seize them or you don't, and then it's like the next eight hours happen, right? And between that, they say, hey, based on your performance, or these are what's available. This is what's available. What do you want? And like, uh, things come with different things. Like, if I get a bunch of headquarters guys or a headquarters company, it won't have shit. I'll have just like some basic stuff, but they can call in like heavier like airstrikes. And uh, one time I got like a tactical ballistic missile, not nuclear, but like a. A non a non nuclear missile, but like or you get like a, you want like a, t- a tank company, you know you want you want like heavy you want Abr- and also you can mix up mix up Mitch Magic Magic Na- who's being like in the national national sense, the what sorry like the national sense like so you're playing the Belgians a Belgian unit can come relieve you a UK unit you can get a UK unit because they're in the neighborhood or like an American tank division like you can like sure mix and match in that sense interesting interesting 
Because it's NATO, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure the Germans have like an East German, Western East German right. uh, thing, and so so all these like all these Cold War gone hot products that look very competitive, which might hurt War Game because War Game has kind of been like the only game for that space. Yeah, and to like some extent, and yeah. there's a lot of critiques you can make of it. Uh, oh, they fixed the thing where you could hop through building. You remember building hopping? No. So when War Game and a little bit in Civil Division, but less so because there's less buildings, you could like, in theory, when you got into a town. You would click the building and then the next building, and like because you could teleport. One building was one was one like unit of movement. Yeah, you could yeah. just like teleport through a town oh. or and just dodge artillery that way. I see. Uh, and they they stopped. You, gotta, yeah. you can't do that. That anymore. was fun. That was like that was like arguably which I'm pissed about. Like I, I, I was good at war game because I could do that. <laughs> I wasn't very good at war game and like I'm really bad at bad at aircraft and war game. War game is all kind of micro stuff. Yeah. I'm decent at tanks. Like okay, okay at tanks, but I was really good at infantry, <laughs> uh, and uh, not so much anymore. <laughs> you know. No. I see. Yeah. All right. Well, that's probably a good do. Unless there was like some more gaming news that you wanted to, that's probably a good place to call it for for this segment. Oh yeah, I guess we could put, put Elden Ring. Ubisoft devs got really mad. Like specifically, Ubisoft devs. It was like dev. I never. I had seen journalists cry. I'd never seen devs cry. Devs were crying about how good Elden yeah. Ring was selling because the UX and UI weren't up to. I mean, stuff. just like can you imagine? And especially if you, Ubisoft of all people complaining about. Yeah about ux stuff I mean, just give me a break with your stupid stupid icons on your stupid yeah. maps yeah. just get out of here like but <laughs> i had never but i had never seen that the devs devs did that yeah. generally they're a little more professional right. um i think part of it's being uh i don't want to confuse them with racism i'm not that kind of guy but it's they're never gonna work for FromSoft. yeah <laughs> no no Ubi, there's no like crossover like rockstar employees might work for ubisoft yeah and vice versa uh activision guys you know, of course they're gonna go yeah. any number of places, but they're never working from soft. They don't. Yeah. They, they, they'll, they'll, they don't. There's no bridges to burn in that sense. Um. So, all right. Well, why don't we? Um, then why don't we call it there? Yeah. And um, and then we'll uh, yeah. Hope you all enjoyed, and and we'll have a separate episode on the um the Russia Ukraine conflict as a yeah as a as a you know cultural phenomenon that is yeah. currently compare i think we, we, we got we got i think i got, got some takes yeah. got some takes all right take uh, catch you later